Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show, as always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we have quite a fun show for you. Have you ever been tongue-tied, a bit too shy, or simply didn't think you had anything to say to someone? So many people tend to withhold their communication with others, especially those they don't know very well, because they simply don't know what to say at the time. I'm sure we've all had the experience of being with someone, and after they leave, we kick ourselves for not communicating certain things that we wanted to share with that person. So, today's show is about what to say when you don't know what to say. Of course, we're not here to try to tell you what to say to someone. That's entirely dependent on you, your situation, who the person is, and a whole host of other variables. Plus, it isn't for anyone else to tell you what to say to anyone anyway. You have to say what you have within you to express to another. Remember, communication in any form is a sharing of who you are. So, today's exploration is more about tapping into yourself to discover what it is that you might have within you to say to someone. We'll also discuss ways that you can get the conversation started. Once the communication is starting to flow, the sky is not even the limit. So, in most cases, It's just the initial saying hello that might be difficult. After that, it's about discovering ways in which you can get the ball of open communication rolling in the right direction. Hey, Raphael, you know, you've always said that you were a very shy child. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Well, does that mean you had difficulty talking to people in general, just anyone, or... Were you very talkative, say, at home with your family or with friends, but very quiet and withdrawn in public where you were around, you know, people you didn't know? Um, Or were you just shy in front of certain people, but not other people? Could you talk about that? Well, Michael is asking this question because our show is about what to say when you don't know what to say. And he's a very natural communicator. Well, I never considered myself as such due to the fact that I was sensitive and shy for a long time from childhood to my late 20s. Well, maybe more to my early 20s, though I did attempt a few musical performances and other things that put me in front of a crowd, which was very difficult for me. In time, what I discovered is that my sensitivities were basically what were causing me to not want to give my opinion about something or to be the one actually initiating a conversation. 
but it wasn't always that way. As a child, like many of you, I grew up with siblings. And in my case, I had a whole lot of them. We were quite the boisterous bunch, and I do have memories of adding my voice to all of theirs until a certain point in my childhood when I pretty much stopped that. For one thing, I found I did not like drama, and I really didn't like people arguing with one another. I actually found it physically painful either to witness it or to have someone harping on me in one way or another. In time, as I grew up, I learned that people responded to me more positively if I kept my voice down and spoke at a time where there was room or space or time for me to do so rather than competing for my voice to be heard. I practiced what I hoped people would at some point practice with me. I was one of those little kids, though, who could not deal with strangers very well. Like the times... As a little tiny child, I would be put on Santa's lap. I was the little kid they had to carry away because I would start screaming. Mm -hmm. I probably didn't like the energy of the man playing Santa and thus wanted nothing to do with him. I'm sure now, from an adult's viewpoint, I made the man feel bad for a child like me responding to him like that, but that's how it was for me. Maybe I was like a dog I had a long time ago who didn't like it when someone she knew put a hat on. She would no longer recognize that person and start to bark at them. (laughs) But seriously, I mostly had trouble in public, though I learned to kind of protect myself from ones who did not know how to be in their own space because any type of attention I got really affected me. So, Michael, you have some more questions for me? Yeah, how about when you had something, you know, you were saying about um, uh, waiting for an opportunity. Yes. You know, but basically people, especially like in your family situation, everybody's competing for communication to be heard. I got something to say. No, I got something better, more important to say. So, so there's no space for someone to just go, hey, I have something here. You know, it's it's like you have to wait until everybody else is done (laughs) Mm -hmm. to have that opportunity. But what if you had, what did you experience when you had something that you really wanted to communicate to somebody? And let's say, you know, somebody's always talking. So if you waited your turn, you never got your turn. Did you have that kind of experience where you, you just couldn't wait long enough <laughs> to have a turn? Well, sometimes I learned that when when I missed my opportunity, I missed my opportunity and I had to let it go. But yes, I often had trouble expressing myself to someone and even more often, I really didn't know what to say mm-hmm. um, or, or how to express myself. Um, the thing I liked best about being with someone was, well, just being with them, more like a cat. You know, mm-hmm, the cat likes yeah. to be with you. He doesn't yak, yak, yak too much. But this all changed when I became a teenager and had so many questions about the world. It was then I learned a little more about how to have a conversation, mostly with my older siblings, sitting on our front porch until the night was half over. Those were very important times for me because at least I felt like there was communication going on and all that noise wasn't happening. And 
The other thing, too, is you said when you start to get really interested in what's going on in the world or whatever, or certain things Mm -hmm. that you were interested in finding out about, learning about. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, with your older siblings, well, they were older. They they got around more. They had a little more experience out out there in the world. They were boys. (laughs) Yeah. So, and they were boys, so different perspective on things. So that's, that's what got you really going and being able to be more comfortable with saying, initiating a com- conversation. You had questions, right? Well, even those conversations didn't teach me to communicate as well as I would have liked to have learned. As time went on, though, I finally took it upon myself to watch people who were comfortable speaking with others, and I learned a lot doing that. One of the things I learned is I really don't like small talk, though at times that is the best way to create an opening with someone. It's hard when I am the opener of a conversation and I start with something like, wow, what a beautiful dress you're wearing, but it falls flat. I don't always know what to do afterwards, though being with Michael here has taught me to be more creative in this sense. I watched him create lots of great conversations with people that became quite fascinating and really went to the soul of the matter. Yeah. You want to talk about how you perceive that, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, Raphael never believes me when I say I was a shy child, too. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But just exactly like her, I discovered that this shyness or feeling like, you know, I, I can't open my mouth and say something was because I was too sensitive. You know, I was... Goes back I was just, to that. Yeah, I was so sensitive to other people's energies. So unless the other person was really comfortable being who he or she was and just, you know, can hang out and say hi and whatever, I would end up picking up on their discomfort, their fears, their anxieties, their, you know, uh, I don't have anything to say, whatever, energy. Because over a period of time, I start to realize I'm only shy around certain people. And exactly like Raphael and that dog (laughs) that barks if you put a hat on, (laughs) if the energy of the person wasn't in affinity, you know, it wasn't, wasn't gentle, wasn't uh, uh, compatible in many ways. And if the other person wasn't open, I didn't realize I was running into their energy, which I interpreted as that's where I was. And it took me a, a while before I started to realize, no, that's, that's not where I am. I'm really interested in saying hello. I'm really interested in getting to know who this person is. It's like I'm like a gold digger, <laughs> right? Mining for gold. Because every time I meet somebody, it's like mining for gold. I know there's this treasure chest inside of them. And I, I like to find out a little bit more about the treasures within each person. So so every person is like a best novel, <laughs> right? Best movie is right in them. And um, 
that's what I'm interested in. But then I realize, oh yeah, if I'm that interested, you know, how come I'm not pursuing the communication? Well, what happened, the real turning point in my life, I think I was about 14, um, freshman in high school or the summer before um, that first year of high school started. And there, uh, I, of course, uh, went to school on a U.S. military base, and that's where most of my friends were. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. And so on the base, of course, I spoke English, and off base, where I lived, I spoke Japanese. And so I go over to the base, and uh, toward the end of summer, I think it was, and one of the hangouts for uh, teenagers was the uh, drive-in, I mean, not the drive-in, the, what do you call those? A diner? Diner. Diners, yeah. <laughs> and so I remember I was with two or three of my friends sitting in the booth in the diner, and we're having a good time. We're talking and everything, and and I look up all of a sudden out of all the people sitting on the uh, counter, you know, with the, on the bar stools, the counter where you drink your soda fountains or have lunch or whatever, there's one particular girl sitting there by herself, and I noticed her, and I hear a kind of a voice in my head going, go talk to her. <laughs> and now that I think back about them, there was a little argument in my head of this voice going, go talk to her. And I'm going, well, I'm not interested. I, I you know, she wasn't my kind of girl, so to speak, to, to be interested in pursuing some kind of a relationship with. But Which is what teenagers think about. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you know, foremost in our minds, right? But anyway, I'm getting this, you know, go talk to her. And I go, why? Well, first question I had to that voice was, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, what do, I, what do I talk to her about? And, and so um, I start going through this argument, and, and basically I, I ran out of excuses of why I shouldn't talk to her. I still didn't know what would I say other than I. So I finally told my friends, I said, you know what, I, I have to go talk to that girl over there. They kind of snickered, and I walked over, and I said, hi. And she said, hi. And we started a conversation. And so... Um, we have our first break coming up, so we will continue this story <laughs> a little bit after the break. But before we go on break, we like to make our announcements about what's coming up. So we'd like to remind you that this Saturday... September 28th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we'll be teaching another teleclass in our brand new set, Your Psychic Development, Your Happiness, and Your Chakras. And this is in our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series. This teleclass will be on your third chakra, energy distribution, out-of-body experience, and response ability. Each of the seven classes in this set will cover one of your major chakras, what they are, how they are essential in your daily life, and spiritual growth, how you can become more aware of them, and how to take care of them for your optimal health and happiness. 
If you can't be on the phone in person while we teach the teleclasses live, you can always sign up for the class and receive the MP3 audio download. In the past teleclass audio downloads, all the past teleclass audio downloads are also available as well. If you've never joined us for a teleclass, which you can do from anywhere in the world, go to our website, michaeltamora.com, at the events calendar for September 28th to get all the details. To sign up, you can also call our office at 530-926-2650, Monday to Friday, business hour specific time. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll talk more about what to say when you don't know what to say. Be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. Author, publisher, and life mentor broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to what to say when you don't know what to say. Well, I interrupted Michael right in the middle of a very interesting story about when he was a teenager and had a voice in his head say, go over and talk to that girl over there. And he sort of argued with that uh, voice. And finally, he started to walk over there. And what happened, Michael? Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was 
the thought in my head. I'm walking over and I go, what am I going to say to her? And I said, hi. And she said, hi. She was a little surprised, a little curious. And so after the initial hi and hi, (laughs) I'm going, okay, what's what pops up in my mind is, oh, are you waiting for someone here um, or just having lunch by yourself? And she goes, oh, I'm just having lunch. And I said, huh. And um, <laughs> one of the things that <laughs> was very popular back then was French fries with gravy on it. Yeah. We didn't call it poutine back then. <laughs> That's for you Midwesterners. <laughs> and so, anyway, uh, that's what she was having. And we were having a similar thing. So we talked a little bit about that. And and I asked her uh, if she was new on the base. And, you know, we have a big turnover. It's a military base. So military people, you know, get deployed and changes uh uh, where they live every two to three years. And I hadn't ever seen her. And so she said, yeah, she just got in and her family was from wherever they came from, Germany or someplace. And so new in town, basically. And it's a very small town on the on the base. So she didn't know anybody. So we just talked, you know, chit-chatted for a few minutes. And that was that. And and. But I did notice as we, the more we talked about anything, it got the space, everything got brighter and brighter. And she got brighter and she started smiling more. She became a lot more alive. And um, I thought, well, this is really interesting. And after a while, I realized, okay, I got to get back to my friends over there. I didn't even think of inviting her to join us or anything like that. But I think that was all that was needed. And, of course, it was years later that I started to look back at that very pivotal moment in my communication space for me. And I realized, oh, what was that voice? (laughs) Well, that was one of my guides, (laughs) one of my spirit guides uh, telling me I had to go talk to her. And it wasn't, they didn't, the spirit guide didn't say, she needs you to communicate to her, you know. It was, it was just, you need to go talk to her. And again, being a teenager and boy, and, and I'm going, well, I'm not interested in that girl, right? But that doesn't mean I can't communicate with someone just because I'm not interested in someone as a potential date or whatever, or even a potential friend. Everyone's a potential friend. But that was the beginning of me going, okay, I could just walk up to somebody when I have this knowing of I need to talk to this person. So from that moment on, I started to practice that. I, I didn't succeed every time. I, I go, you know, I need to talk to that person in the, in the subway. But the subway's crowded, I mean, packed. If you've ever been to Tokyo <laughs> and took a subway or any train in the rush hour, it's, it's packed. They, they squeeze 
more bodies than you think is possible into a compartment. So you not only can't, you can't even talk to the person you're squished up against because <laughs> your your face is in their back or, or you know, uh, whatever squished around and it's just uncomfortable space to talk to anybody, but much less somebody who's, you know, a few feet away. So there's been times where physically it would have been, you know, not really, I wasn't able to get to somebody I thought I needed to talk to. Other times there were physically it was possible that I can walk over just like I did at the diner, but I didn't quite, you know, my I was distracted or or I had my attention on other things and I just kind of in the corner of my eye go, I need to talk to that person, but ignored it. But in most cases, since that incident, I start to, you know, answer to, to that call and, oh, I need to go talk to that person. And pretty much to this day, it's always the same. It's like, at first, I have no clue why I need to go talk to this person. And what am I going to say once I say, hi, hi, hello, you know, or even introduce myself? A lot of times, well, with that girl, I don't know what her name was. We didn't exchange names. We never did any kind of a introduction. It started with hi, got into a, you know, a f- fact-finding uh, kind of a conversation and got into a space of communicating just for fun and enjoying each other's company and parting ways where I never saw her again. That was just this one time only. And I've had a lot of communication like that with strangers on the street or in some area, someplace where I bump into somebody, say hi, We talk for anywhere from a couple minutes to an hour, maybe longer sometimes. But that's the last time I see them. It's it's just enough. And, And those moments are so important in our lives where we get to have contact with a particular person. Maybe that's the one time in our life. And it might be only for a very short time, but it enriches us and enriches both of us. And the person walking away from you when you're communicating with that person after you've done walks away different, walks away with, you know, more, richer, more experience, had contact with you and vice versa. Everyone is like that. And this is why we're spending, you know, 13 episodes just on different facets of communication because that initial hello is probably one of the most important aspects. And that sets the course of what each of us who are saying hello to one another is going to do next. It, it sets us up for the next the direction our life is going to take. Or even someone else's life that you're communicating with. Yeah, exactly. Both of our lives. And and then what's going to happen to that person or to you 
going from where you, you know, part ways, but the communication changes you. And if it's real communication, like that one I had with the girl, or with countless number of other people, it changes both of us for the better. I've talked several times about those absolute dramatic miraculous conversations I've had where during the conversation it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for me and yet it turned out later on I find out that that person was going to go commit suicide but didn't because of someone saying hello to them. This is really an important point because sometimes our guidance isn't as loud as what Michael experienced in it, you know, with his, his guidance saying in his head, go talk to that girl. Sometimes it's just an, an urge and sometimes you're put together and you don't know what's happening until you're in the middle of it. And I'll give you an example. One would be, um, let's say you're, it's time for you to get a tune up for your car or something and you don't have a ride home. So you have to sit in the car dealership or the car repair place for a while. Not one of my favorite things, I have to say, because they're usually dirty and smell like oil, and the only thing they have available in the vending machines are sodas and that sort of thing. But So sitting there, suddenly someone comes in who um, has just brought their car in because it has some kind of issue, and they sit with you for a while, and then you start to hear their story. Mm-hmm. You know, I always like to say hello, especially if I'm the only one and then someone, one other person sits down. I always say hello. At least I'm not so shy that I can't do that <laughs> at this point in my life. And sometimes the stories of these people's lives will pour out of them. Oh, my gosh, the last time this happened wasn't that long ago. And this person had been through uh, heck and back, as I like to say, as far as uh, what happened with her car and and a person suing her when it was the other person doing that this whole thing happened. And basically, I was a a sounding board for that person to kind of, uh, let's say, sizzle off some of the angst and, and upset from having gone through this with this person. And I actually had some good advice for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it was to bring it back to what was important in her life because this is a person that was a mother and had a full-time job and, and you know, having a, a lawsuit kind of a thing come into her life was a pretty horrible thing and she really didn't have the time for it. So it was really great to just be able to help her sort her own mind out. And yeah. sometimes... You know, it will be set up for you to be somewhere, even somewhere you don't like, like sitting in, in a car repair place um, to, to be able to give communication to someone who really needs it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> we had so much trouble when we moved to our new place in Sacramento and we were trying to set up our phone lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it was a nightmare. And just over and over... So we had all kinds of uh, all kinds of um, uh, technicians and and people from the phone company here trying to fix this and and then do this other thing, and it was it was a, even grueling for them. But in amongst all this, we always talked to the technicians who came to do the work, and uh, uh, 
amazing things would happen. One guy came in to you know uh, install a new line and blah blah blah, and and so we're talking about the technical aspects of okay where do we want the lines and plugs and this and that and how many phones all that stuff and then you know i just uh, asked him about his life and and how long he's been living in this area whether he had children and next thing after he finishes uh getting everything installed tested and everything works he sat in our uh dining room (laughs) And we talked for 20 minutes and on his lunch break. And um, uh, he, he's this amazing person who has the daytime job of, you know, being a phone repair guy. But his the love of his life is working with kids and, and helping kids, uh, especially disadvantaged kids, uh, learn and grow and and gave them opportunities. And so we start talking about all kinds of things. And he got so excited and validated that he just came alive. And and he was wanting to know, you know, what we did and became very interested in our radio show, became, uh, we gave him a copy of my book. And he was just a happy camper and recharged to go and do more of his work, both his day job as well as what he really uh, likes to put his heart and soul into with working with the kids. So we know our connections that come our way are never by accident. They're always by design. But we will get back in just a few minutes to talk about um, what to say when you don't know what to say. Um, But I'd like to first talk about uh, Michael and I will be in Switzerland to give a three-day retreat in gorgeous Morsash, Switzerland at the Motley Antonio House. Antonio's House. Antonio's House. St. Anthony's House. (laughs) All of you listening in Europe, if you speak German or English fluently, here's a great opportunity to meet to meet us and learn in person. Our retreat there will begin on Friday, October 4th and go through Sunday, October 6th. Our theme for this one is live as a joyous, creative soul. Harness your imagination, clairvoyance, and intuition to manifest all you need along your path. We're sure this will be an unforgettable experience for everyone. Please let especially your Swiss and German friends know about this. Go to our events calendar and scroll down to October to find the details and write-ups in English and in German, as well as links to our Swiss hosts and organizers site to go to get all the details in German to sign up. All our retreats in Switzerland are taught in English with immediate translation into German. If you enjoy our show, come experience us in person and have a supercharged learning and healing experience. And this is one of the most beautiful places on earth. What a great place to go. When we return here, we'll continue with our exploration of what to say when you don't know what to say. See you in a couple minutes.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Do you find yourself thinking that you're not good enough or that you're not lovable? Do you sometimes feel that there is something wrong with you and that you're hiding something? These are more common thoughts than you would think. It's time to talk about this. Tune in to Where Words Can't Reach, Shedding Light on Our Dark Side with Dr. Madeline DeLittle. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Marla Goldberg each week for guided spirit conversations. This show puts you, the listener, in touch with some exciting guests. Hear how they've helped others and find out how you can help too through Marla's charity shoutouts. Are you ready to shift your current life experience? We've got tips, tools, and techniques designed to help you get started. Guided Spirit Conversations can be heard Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back, everyone, to our discussion for today. What to say when you don't know what to say. Michael and I have been giving examples in our lives, and one of the examples I'd like to give here is something actually that happened to some friends of ours, which I thought was really magical. And this could happen to any of you who are, you know, very psychically tuned in and a little shy, (laughs) but nonetheless, it can really make a difference in the lives that you are touching and... um, running into here and there. So we have these two lady friends who run a charity in Arizona, and um, they've been running it for 60, going on 61 years. Amazing women, and as it goes with running charities, sometimes there are difficult times. Since the recession, for instance, it was very difficult for them to uh, raise the money because a lot of their very moneyed people pulled out because their own money was challenged at the time. So there was a time when they were contemplating, or at least their board of directors were talking about, you know, maybe we should just give this whole thing up and forget about it. And they really wanted to keep it going. These two ladies help children, and they'd helped so many millions of children over the years. And they didn't want to give up, even though they themselves were getting quite uh, much older. So they're having dinner at a nice restaurant uh, one day, 
just being with each other and discussing things. And they were both kind of stressed out that day. And suddenly this woman gets up, um, or maybe it was a man. Yes. It was a man. man. This man gets up and comes over to them. And now these two ladies, part of their uh, who they are is that they are very Christian. They love Jesus. They love God. And they... Um, they also consider the Holy Spirit very, very important to them as part of um, their connection with helping children. So imagine a person who would come, who would be told by spirit, you have to go over and talk to those two ladies over there. This man had no idea who these ladies were, but what he was told to tell them, and he did tell them, was that he saw a symbol of the two of them in a little tiny boat being rustled around on a big ocean and that he could tell that they were very worried about something and and they were in like a little dinghy actually. Mm -hmm. And he said, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you that your ship is coming in. And he said, I'm sorry if that sounds too weird to you, but that's I when I hear the Holy Spirit speak to me I and tell me to tell somebody something that's what I do and you know I think that was very brave of him yeah but it was exactly exactly what these two ladies needed at that time because they were becoming so discouraged with the situation with raising money at that time and their their, their ship, ship did come in, in started yeah. coming in not long after that it was it was kind of a miracle. So it was for them, you know, because they are really on their path and their whole dedication of their lives is to helping children, um, they were given this gift. And even though you might not be comfortable with the uh, being a deliverer of a gift <laughs> Don't like shoot this. the messenger. <laughs> exactly. You have to, one of the things I learned because, you know, I, I, I could be a very sort of uptight when it came to, you know, exposing myself, not taking my clothes <laughs> off, but exposing my who I am, you know, out from the crowd to someone. Um, but I found when I when I really felt that intuitive urge that I really needed to say something important to someone, even if they kicked and screamed about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it later they always came back and said to me, "You were right." Yep. And I'm sorry for kicking and screaming and being mean to you about it and that sort of thing. So I've had enough experience with it that um, I don't worry about it if someone takes it wrong or even if I don't ever hear from them again. Exactly. And that key, Raphael just mentioned one of the keys when she said, said, you know, sometimes uh, I get concerned about exposing myself, who I really am to total strangers and people in general. That is the key that I learned. Another pivotal point in my life and of communicating was, oh, many years ago, I was uh, invited to be uh, a guest, uh, one of the guests on a uh, major national syndicated talk show. And, you know, they they put you in the uh, hair room and the makeup room. (laughs) It's always a, it's always hilarious for me when I have to go into those rooms because 
the makeup artist or the hair person never knows what to do with me and they just go okay well I combed your hair that's about all I can do <laughs> spritz it with a little spray yeah with a little powder on the face exactly so I'm getting that stuff done in this room meanwhile the other people you know are getting a huge hairdo and a whole bit and uh, probably would help if you had more hair but <laughs> anyway next thing this somebody grabs me from behind on my arm so tight it's like a death grip so i turn around and actually hurt well it's this at the time she was probably one of the top supermodels and actresses in movies and everything she was on everything and she was probably as a model she was on every cover of every fashion magazine and everything and she was starring in a couple of big movies and so i i recognize her right away and i go well that's interesting that this person's grabbing me by the arm so tight it's it's hurting and she's all you know tense and she's going are you this are you the healer that's going to be on this show and i said well the show is on alternative healing so i think everybody who's going to be on the show is a healer and she says no i mean the you're the psychic one i said Okay, now that's narrowing it down. Maybe. I'm, I don't think they'll have a bunch of psychics on the show. So, yes, probably. <laughs> what can I do for you? And she goes, I need your help. I said, what's the matter? And she says, I'm going to be on the show too. And uh, uh, I'm terrified. And I blurted out laughing and go, no, no, no. I think it has to be the other way around. I'm the amateur in this field. You're the pro. You're not only a pro, you're one of the top pros in the field of being in front of a TV camera and being filmed and photographed every which way in front of millions and millions of people. And she goes, exactly. That's my problem. I said, I don't get it. Could you explain? And she says, this is the first time I'm going to be on national TV in front of millions as myself. There's that exposing thing again. Yeah, that hit me over like a two by four. I'm going, oh my God, this is the question I've had for a long time. Why is it that public speaking is almost always at the top of the list of 50 things people are afraid, most afraid of? And it's sometimes above death, right? Yeah, you (laughs) almost always above death, even above divorce and things like that. And illness, it's public speaking. And I'm going, how could that be? I, I just couldn't figure it out until that moment when she told me that, I realized that's it. People are afraid to expose themselves, their inner selves, who they really are to especially strangers, especially a lot of them. But a person who's afraid of going up in front of just a you know, few people to talk still is afraid. And what are they afraid of? It's not about the talking. It's about being seen. And here it is. What's the number one complaint of especially young people growing up as teenagers and whatnot? Nobody sees me. Nobody hears me. Yet, when you have the opportunity to be heard by everyone and seen by everyone, you clam up and go, No, I can't do this. I'm terrified. People are going to see who I really am. So she said, this actress said, 
I have no problem being in front of a hundred cameras, news, you know, people, uh, press releases, media, festivals, everything, because she says, when I'm doing that, I'm not myself. I'm acting. I'm being a character. Even as a model, she said, I'm not myself. I'm not the one mo- modeling the bikinis and everything else. I'm the fashion model. I'm acting as a fashion model. It's not me. Nobody sees who I am when I'm doing that. They see the character. They see the model. So it doesn't bother me at all. So she was worried about being judged for who she was. Who she really was. And for that particular show, she was not only, you know, the super actress model, but she was a mother of a couple kids. Ah, she has a personal life. And that's something that's, you know, to her, it's a sacred place to be a mother to these wonderful kids. So she didn't want to fail that. She didn't want people to all of a sudden judge her as, oh, she's no good. And what kind of weird stuff is she doing with alternative healing? So that was her fear. And But when I ended up giving her a healing, and the thing that changed everything for her, it wasn't even her that was really afraid. It was someone uh, from her past that was so in her space, trying to control her, that that was why she couldn't really be herself. And when I took him out of her space, she just completely settled down. She goes, I feel completely different. I feel completely safe. And okay to be who she was. And okay to be who I am. And, you know, she was still a little nervous in front of the camera, just being a mother and a person interested in alternative healing. But... um, it was fine. She wanted to get her message out, and there it brings it back to what do you say? Yes. When you don't know what to say. And for her, it was she knew what to say, but it was getting the message out because she hit some energy. Yep. And that's a lot of times what happens when we're uh, trying to communicate with each other. You sometimes hit that energy in that other person that says, don't talk to me, or um, you know, I, I'm afraid of you or something. Yes, like that. especially if you're a sensitive healer. You don't have to be a professional healer. If you're as a soul, your your path of learning and progressing in life is through helping other people, uh, giving to people, helping others be find happiness and well being and peace and whatever success, whatever area that you're really capable at uh, the healing's going to go in that area and so so if you're a healer and you come around someone you're going to naturally be interested in where this person's at and especially if they're not in a good place and if they're afraid this is why as a healer you always are going to bring out just by being you don't even have to say anything just by being with someone you're going to start to bring out in them the fears that they are sitting on. Most people just sit and clamp down on their fears. They don't want to go there. But when they're with a healer, and especially when you start to communicate, that's communication is the biggest 99% of healing of any kind. 
is communication on many levels, not just verbal. And so once the communication starts to flow, the healing really starts to go deep. And as the healing goes deeper, more the fear that's been the person's been, you know, clamped down on is going to start to relax and release. But when it's released, oh, it's still fear. It feels like fear. And if you are the healer and the he- energy is the fear energy is coming out of the other person, you're going to feel that. That's one of the first things that every healer has to become aware of is, oh, is this my fear? No, this is the fear that's coming out of this person because I'm with this person, communicating with this person. I don't have to be afraid of that. And then you won't have that terror of speaking in front of strangers or even just saying hello to someone you don't know and starting a conversation. So there you have it. I wish you luck on being able to say hello to a stranger and finding the words using your intuition. Intuition. That's the other key. Very much Always, always use your intuition. Don't try to figure it out intellectually. You'll know what to say next. All right. Well, once again, we're coming to the end of today's show. We're delighted that you took the time to join us today. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday for our episode on Saying Hello to Aging. It'll be a fascinating exploration of how we can say hello to our ever-growing older process. I feel older already. (laughs) Throughout our lifetime, even when we're young. Also, a reminder to check out our new teleclass, Your Psychic Development, Your Happiness, and Your Chakras, in our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series. This Saturday, September 28th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, our teleclass will be on Your Third Chakra, energy distribution, out-of-body experience, and response ability. Check out our website events listing for September for all the details and to sign up. You can also get more information or sign up by calling our office in Mount Shasta, California at 1-530-926-2650. We welcome you to join us. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and Follow your intuition joyfully and faithfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.